Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Ivy Knows Best. I'm your host, Eric Ivy, and today we're going to take a deep dive into the wonderful world of sports. Um, before we do get started, I do want to take time to shout out a couple of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful black businesses that exist out here. Uh, one, Can't Stop My Grind. That is an amazing, amazing, amazing black product, black-owned product y'all can go ahead and dive into. Also, there is another one by the name of Own It Enterprises, okay? If you're looking for any of that information for any of those sites, I'll definitely put them right on the back end of my podcast today so you can go get all of your sports merch, hats, ladies, there's stuff there for y'all too as well, okay? Now, <clears throat> on today's episode, we're going to definitely dive into something I find to be very important, uh, and that's the wonderful world of sports, okay? We've, we've uh, had a wonderful time here, you know, coming up with a strategy to give y'all something to really dive into, all right? And this is one of the one things I'm very, 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 very passionate about. So the first thing we're going to go ahead and take take a dive into is some of the questions that I received from some of our wonderful listeners, all right? And um, one of the first ones I was given was NFL teams that are going to regress next year, all right? Now, I'm going to be honest with everyone here. Because we haven't had the draft happen, because we haven't had free agency finish, this is subject to change, okay? This is subject to change. Uh, teams make moves, you know, things like that, all right? So I'm going to take the first step at playoff teams that we had last year. If you just give me one moment here, we're going to pull this up for y'all <clears throat> so we can go ahead and we can um, see who we're going to be speaking about as far as regressing and getting better, all right? So uh, at the top, first thing first, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say I'm an avid Dallas Cowboys fan. So if you hear me say anything that you might not agree with, that's fine. Thank you for listening to my podcast anyway. But I am going to side with my team. There may be a little bit biased, but I'm also not a Dallas Cowboy fan that thinks, you know, every single year is our year. <laughs> just, you know, just a little bit of uh, heads up there. All right. So first and foremost, team I think that's going to really uh, regress this year. I think the 49ers are definitely going to happen to regress um, I think that eventually their offense is going to become their Achilles heel, even though I've seen their offense produce a lot, a lot, a lot of great moments this past year. Um, they definitely went ahead and was taking a chunk out of Green Bay and everybody else who they played against this year, especially with the run game <clears throat> with uh, most of those boys. They did amazing. But I do think that they're going to leave a little bit to be desired. I think the Super Bowl hangover is going to be a lot for them. And I also think that they're going to have a hard time, uh, you know, just reinstituting themselves and reinsert, reasserting themselves. Okay. Now, <clears throat> that's one. Another team. Now, this one is going to be very contingent on what happens in the draft, even though I think they're one of the best franchises we've ever heard of. Okay. And this, this, this first part is, going to, is solely going to be teams that are in the playoffs. But. I'm going to go ahead and say that the New England Patriots are going to take a small dip. Actually, that's if. Now, that's only under the the guise of if Tom Brady doesn't return. If Tom Brady doesn't return, I know Bill Belichick is a wizard. I know he knows how to figure things out, but a quarterback is something that you cannot go without in this league. You just can't. It's just not possible. I mean, and let me not say not possible. It's just a lot of your successful teams have their franchise quarterback. If you look at the top half of the league, that's just the reality of everything there. 
So I'm gonna go ahead and leave that there. Now I don't, I don't want nobody to think that I'm hating on the Patriots because you know I love me to pay. I love the Patriots. I love the way they play, but I just don't think that they're it. Uh, let's see who else do I think is gonna take uh, a backseat. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are also going to take a small step back. Now I know y'all gonna be like, "Oh man, this this dude's hating," and he's just you know saying some stuff. No, I'm not hating. The Eagles are a very good franchise, and they're always going to put up a fight. Now, you heard me say that first. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I know it might sound like blasphemy, but to be honest with you, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to take a step back. They finished 9-7 this year. They're not, they have this ongoing thing where they, where they couldn't stay healthy this year. But if you look at last year, it was the same story with them. It was the same story. It just wasn't as egregious. Now, they were able to win some playoff games against some bad teams, including my own in the division, the back end, and it made them look good until they played the Philadelphia, I'm sorry, until, the, until Philadelphia played the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks this year in the playoffs. And what we saw, we saw in the first half, it was a close game, 3-0. <clears throat> Second half, they scored three points. Third, you know, I'm sorry, second quarter, they scored three points. Third quarter, they scored two field goals. That offense did nothing. Now, Philadelphia definitely, you know, wasn't alone in 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 some of their issues because obviously the quarterback gets knocked out of the game, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that if that continues to be a trend, and if they don't get if they don't get themselves the help they need in that secondary, they're gonna definitely be another team that takes a step back. And those are the ones that I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now. Uh, now teams I think they're gonna take a step forward uh, next year. Also, wait, also I couldn't I can't wait, I I can't just not mention the Buffalo Bills. Now, this is all, they're another team, depending on what the draft has. Um, I think next year they could win their division. They could win their division. But as of right now, as we speak, I think they're going to take a step back only because, once again, their offense leaves a lot to be desired. Their offense leaves a lot to be desired. They're up 13. They're up 13 points, people. 13 points against the, the Houston Texans. And that's at the half. And then, you know, they end up scoring only six more points. That offense just, you know, couldn't get that done there. And I just think that the Bills could possibly be one of those teams that if they don't pick up a wide receiver or some kind of receiving option, because their defense is gonna is gonna keep them in games. We we can't we cannot knock their defense. Their defense is gonna keep them in games, but their offense is gonna always be their Achilles heel. Josh Allen went twenty four for forty six in a play in a playoff game against Houston for two hundred sixty four yards. Uh, that's their quarterback. Now, their quarterback also had nine carries for 92 yards. <laughs> like, to me, that just that, that speaks volumes about where your offense really is. I mean, yeah, you could definitely just have a bad game here and there. But to be completely honest, I just don't see their receiving threats. Uh, you know, they had, they had a guy by the name of Singletary who had eight receptions and 76 yards. I don't know who that is. That sounds like somebody I, I could legit single-team myself. <laughs> I haven't played... A lick of cornerbacks since high school. So <clears throat> that's just me on that one. And, you know, now depending on what they do in the draft, that'll that'll move forward with my opinion. All right, now, um, as for the teams that are going to probably stay put, uh, I see the Texans stand put. I think the Texans are, are, are kind of in the driver's seat in that division. Uh, no offense to Tennessee, even though I think Tennessee could really rival them in, in, with winning the division, obviously with, uh, Derrick Henry doing a monster job running the ball. All right, so <clears throat> shout out to all my Tennessee fans out there. 
I know I've got a couple of y'all who do listen. So uh, that's the only bit of honest uh, love I'm going to give Derrick Henry because me being a big time Zeke fan, you're going to think I'm a hater anyway, right? <laughs> so 34 carries for 182 yards against the Patriots uh, was a big, big game for him. And he continued it on the following week and then even the following week. So um, I see them, those two teams pretty much stand pat. So one of them's going to win the division. I think this year might be the year Tennessee wins the division. Obviously, they figured out their, their, uh, their groove. They're going to run the ball, which I think they should do. They should do a ton of that. They should really stay away from, I mean, I, I, don't get it wrong. Ryan Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball a good 15 to 20 times a game. But that's fine. It, it, as long as he can just limit the mistakes, he'll be, he'll be okay. All right, Texans, depending on what they get in the draft, I think that they're going to be A-OK because that's where they are. Um, <clears throat> the Saints, Saints are going to stay put. I mean, I, as much as I don't know what the deal is with Drew Brees and coming back, I just don't see him really moving on from the Saints. And I don't see the Saints really moving on from him either. I think he's going to retire there, and I think he's going to still be productive. But, you know, they're going to have to figure some things out to get over the Vikings, who's been their Achilles heels in, in a couple of these playoff games that we didn't see. Um, speaking of the Vikings, I think they're a team that returns, but you know, they're 10 and six. They were 10 and six last year. Um, I think they're, they'll be in a playoff race. They'll be nine and seven. I think this upcoming year, but I mean, they, they're another one with a pretty solid defense who can, who can do some things, who can really keep them in games. And obviously Dalvin Cook's an animal. All right. You gotta love Dalvin Cook. So even though he has some injuries this year to kind of cut his season short, he's going to definitely, definitely be a team, uh, be, a, be a part of that team, should I say, that's going to uh, kind of contend for a playoff spot. Uh, now, <clears throat> moving on to Green Bay. Uh, now, I have, I have a friend who I spoke to and, you know, who believes that Green Bay is going to be good. And, I'm, and, he, and he made me realize something. Aaron Rodgers is good to give you about nine wins, just on his own. That's with or without anybody. Uh, I think they're going to stay pet. They're going to stay where they're at. They're not going to be bad. Uh, the Seahawks. Okay, now here's the thing with the Seahawks. The Seahawks came within the game and won their division. But obviously, they didn't uh, complete that mission, playing against the Niners or whatnot. Um, I think that the Seahawks, they stay pet because Russell Wilson is amazing. All right, amazing, all right? And I think that he can make something out of nothing. doesn't matter who he has or what he doesn't have. Now, if they bring back Jadavion Clowney, their defense is going to be great or trend towards greatness as long as they, you know, obviously draft the pieces around them. Uh, the Chiefs, they're not going anywhere. They're gonna, I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl again next year, in my opinion. And the Ravens are obviously going to stick around for a while. Now, here's the teams I think they're going to contend or make a jump, Okay. Uh, we're going to start in the NFC least. I mean, I'm sorry, my NFC East, should I say, uh, our division was down last year. It's just honest, honest, uh, just the facts. Actually, speaking of just the facts, shout out to just the facts sports group on Facebook. If y'all want to go ahead and be a part of that, go ahead and do that. Um, really good stuff. They're very great conversations that go on there on a daily basis. Uh, now also back to, you know, what we were saying here, I think that, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys competing with the Philadelphia Eagles again this year. And Dallas is one of those teams, even though I love them, 
do I think, I mean, we have the third easiest schedule right now on paper, the third easiest schedule. Uh, and I think we can win a lot of those games. We have a lot of winnable games on it, on there, but we also have some games that are a little questionable, but that's okay. But I think with the third easiest schedule, we're going to need to go ahead and pull that through, but I'm going to go ahead and pick Dallas to win the division next year. And Philly's going to fall off, obviously, because I picked them to fall off earlier. But my problem, Dallas's problem is always going to be, what are you going to do about Dakota, you know, Dakota Prescott, Rain Dakota Prescott? Where's my thing? All right, there's, I've seen a lot of stuff online um, where, where where I'm hearing that they're talking, they're walking back the conversations uh, of saying that he wanted 40 mil a year, which I thought was ridiculous. If there's only two quarterbacks, maybe three, that I can think of in a league today that can ask me for 40 mil and I'll write the check. I don't even got 40 million, but I'll, you know, if I could take out a loan, I'd write the check myself. Uh, as Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees is another one. Obviously, both of them are, are Texas guys, too, by the way. Grew up Cowboys fans, so shout out to them. And Lamar Jackson. Those are the three guys that I can say I would definitely do 40 mil for. Lamar Jackson for the upside, because obviously he's going to change the game. He has changed the game already. What he does is just amazing. Uh, there and he makes that defense move. You know he's 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 an animal. Uh, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes is God's gift to throwing, and Drew Brees, even though he's on the downside of his career, you can still kind of spend forty mil. Let's say you get three years out of him. Okay, cool. And he's going to retire soon, but you know he's he's still worth his weight. I mean, we saw him all year long. He was just amazing. Him and Michael Thomas together. So uh, I think that's a very very real option there for those three guys. But Presc- Prescott wasn't one of those guys. Dak wasn't one of those guys I said, hey, let's go. Let's do let's do 40 mil for. No. No. I think the maximum, in my opinion, because obviously I would like for Dak to understand that we have to sign Amari Cooper. You have to sign some of those defensive players coming up. And we can't become cap strapped. If we look at a couple of the teams who signed their quarterback to long-term extensions, you know, Outside of Seattle and, you know, outside of Seattle, they they all look bad. They look bad. <laughs> they, those quarterbacks look bad. Carson Wentz played okay. Don't get it wrong. Carson Wentz had a lot going on, and I can't really, you know, hate on his on his progress because he had a lot of shot players going into the, you know, going into the, um, going in, you know, going out to the end of the season. So, you know, I think he did, I think he did the best that he could do with what he had. So, um. You know, Jared Goff got paid all that money, and Jared Goff's team missed the playoffs. And Jared Goff played like crap. Okay, like that. That's just that's just the reality of it. And I think a lot of times we become prisoner of the moment, and it's sign that guy, sign that guy, sign that guy. And don't get it wrong, Dak Prescott hasn't made it to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> all right, the one thing that the rest of these quarterbacks can say is, "Hey, I made it to the Super Bowl." My or or in Carson Wentz's case, I played a bunch of games, was having an MVP esque season. Before I got hurt and led, led my team damn near to a Super Bowl, just about to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I can see where they would want to pay him, but let's look around. Can they sign anybody else? You know, can any of these teams really, you know, sign anybody else? Like, even if you look, if we, if we looked at the cap structure, I know the cap's supposed to be going up, but I wonder how much cap space these teams really have. You know, when, when you think about it, like, you know, if even if you got a chance to use over the cap, which is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite breakdowns that tell you who got who has how much money to spend, when and where. <clears throat> All right, so 
Uh, let's go ahead and pull that up right now as we speak. All right, so right now they have about $40 million in cap space, okay? All right, their quarterback legit counts, you know, a good 60, what is this? Pro Okay, his cap number is $18.6 million. That's his cap. That's his cap number. Not bad. Don't get it wrong. Not bad. But I guarantee you that, you know, that big contract that he signed is really, 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 really hampering to that team. All right, when it comes down to moving forward. Okay? He's going to make $24.1 million next year. All right, now, has he, has he proven it? Yeah, he's proven it. And the thing I don't want to ha- have to have happen, um, I don't want the Dallas Cowboys to go down that same road of being capstrapped. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that to be the case. I don't want the Dallas Cowboys to to take this number because they're supposed to have almost $80 million in cap space here, right? And you strap yourself down to a quarterback and you handicap the rest of your team. That's just something you just don't want to do. So, um, now, do I think that the best idea is to – is to go ahead and hit him with the franchise tag. Sure, franchise tag. My idea is this. Sign everybody around him. So just in case he wants to play that game, of, I don't want to come, I don't want to play, then what you do is you start looking for your quarterback of the future. Is it going to be difficult? Sure. It will definitely be difficult. But I've saw, I've seen, pardon me, I've seen Ryan Tannehill start playing, against, start playing in the game for Tennessee because Marcus Mariota was hurting and was having struggles. And look how far he took that team. All he had to do was just not make mistakes. And I think Dallas is built as a team that cannot make that that can make a playoff run if they have a quarterback who just does not make mistakes. Okay, so <clears throat> I, I you know I just don't uh, I don't envy those teams. I don't envy I don't envy the the Rams. The Rams are going to have to end up paying Jalen Ramsey soon. I don't envy that. Now they probably made a couple moves. They made a couple moves here and there to go ahead and make sure that they were going to be able to um, you know fit his contract in. But I personally would not want to have to be the guy to sit down and figure that out. Now, I, now the same could be said for Dallas. I don't want to be the guy to have to sit down and figure out Dak's contract, Wolf Hunter's contract when it comes up, uh, or Leighton Van Der Esch, for, for those who don't know, he's called the Wolf Hunter. Also, I don't want to be the guy who has to sit there and figure out Amari Cooper's contract when Michael Gallup comes up to get paid if he continues on. I mean, hey. The Dallas Cowboys just had two 1,000-yard receivers in one season and still missed the playoffs. So, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy that has to sit down and figure that out. But those are numbers that they're going to have to crunch. <clears throat> but even with all that being said, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win a division next year. Um, just kind of keep ourselves on track here. I think that the NFC South still is going to belong to – it's still going to belong to the Saints. That's just what that's going to be there. Uh, NFC North is going to be very compelling. But I think that because the Dallas Cowboys will be pretty good, I think, next year. Obviously, this is my opinion. Because the Packers are going to be good for at least nine wins next year. That's at the low end because they're the Packers. Uh, so and they have Aaron Rodgers, so that that's going to be good enough for them to win their division. I don't think that Chicago is going to make much of a jump. Detroit's dead in the division, and I just I just really don't know if Minnesota is going to be able to to supersede that team. Um, so that division is going to kind of stay where it's at 
that's not going to move for quite some time. Now, the one that gives me a couple questions is, was the NFC West? It was, but, <coughs> excuse me, pardon me. I'm a little under the weather today. But uh, one thing I don't, I don't see out of the NFC West is I don't see, um, I don't see a lot of teams advancing past uh, what we saw the Niners do this year. I don't, I don't see any of those teams winning the Super Bowl next year. I just don't see it. Um, now Jared Goff's cap number is sitting at thirty six mil, right? And their current cap space is fourteen million dollars. All right, Todd Gurley's is sitting at seventeen. Aaron Donald's is sitting at twenty five. Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, for lack of better words, is sitting at sixteen point eight. And right now, Jalen Ramsey's sitting at thirteen point seven. You know, Jalen Ramsey is going to com- command a lot of money. So I don't know what they plan on doing or how they plan on doing it, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get better as far as you know building that. Um, building that franchise up the way they the way they might want to. But we will see. We will see. Uh I still have them I still have the Niners on the outside of the playoff just barely. I have Seattle winning the division and the Rams may or may not be on the cusp of a wild card. Depends on what they're doing this year and how they're doing, how they bounce back. But I just think that's what that's what that's going to be. So those are my NFL teams that are going to rise and they're going to fall. Um, also, that's just my little anecdote on Dak Prescott and all that. So that was the, that was one of the questions I had I had received. Um, another question I had received. Well, actually, it's not a question I received. It's something I saw online. All right. Um, obviously, while while doing my time listening to uh, listening to some sports and. And sitting down talking about the recent tragedy of Kobe Bryant, I read a little. I read a little something online, and um, I was tagged in it. And, and one of my friends, who's who's a uh, who's a uh, big time Titans fan, had posted there was this guy who was just speaking all speaking his truth regarding uh, Kobe's relationship and LeBron's relationship, and how Kobe how LeBron said Kobe's spirit entered his body like on the six man, and he you know he did this dunk. On a fat on a fast break. Okay, now look. All right, and the guy starts talking and starts saying, "Hey, you know, I feel like he's doing this for clout, and I never seen him on Taco Tuesday, and I never saw him on, on you know, on the shop with him. And how is this a real relationship? How do you know? Come, come on now, <clears throat> people in internet land. How do we how do we subscribe to the idea, right? That, hey. I didn't see you on TV with somebody. I don't I don't see that person in your house with you and your family. Right? This is all because of things that I don't see that I don't think your relationship is real and that you LeBron James, the biggest basketball player in the world. Hands down right now. No one's bigger, the no no name is bigger right now in basketball as an active player than LeBron James, okay? How do we say that he's chasing something we call clout nowadays? Let's just ponder that for a second. How is LeBron James going to clout chase on something that he has? He has a ton of clout. (laughs) Like he's the most powerful man in basketball. Like, like, what are we talking about? So people, people got to start thinking about this a little bit deeper here. All right, just because you don't see somebody with somebody doesn't mean that they're not friends. I I brought, you know, I made a post and I 
and I brought attention to this. I was like, what about Russell, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook's Nipsey Hussle tribute, his 2020 and 21, you know what I mean? Like, the, like the, the triple-double he had. Like, you know, oh, well, Nipsey's my guy. Well, wouldn't it? I've never seen them together. I've never seen Nipsey Hussle in the same vicinity as Russell Westbrook one time in my life. Now, I'm not saying they have never been together or they haven't taken pictures, but I haven't seen it. I've never seen Nipsey courtside at a, at, and God rest his soul, I've never seen him courtside at a, at a, at an Oklahoma City game. I mean, I, I get it. Westbrook, you're from you're from L.A. He's from L.A., so I get it. He's L.A. kid. Obviously, Nipsey's from uh, uh, over there in L.A. as well, so I can I can see where the connection would be. But I don't see them together. I mean, hey, I I didn't. You know what? I never even saw LeBron James do Taco Tuesday with Dwayne Wade, who's his who's one of his closest friends. People don't know how to divide family time and time with my friends slash colleagues. Okay. I'm a father of four. I have a family. So when I spend my time with my kids, my friends are not always there. And sometimes people don't think about that when they say the things that they say. And, and, you know, just to touch a little further on this, I think that that person took their hate for LeBron James and let that manifest into something it didn't need to be. His hate for LeBron James became you know, very evident when you decide to write things, questioning someone's friendship with somebody who happens to be a colleague that he spent, you know, multiple times, multiple times together, obviously all-star teams, all-star break. They see each other. Obviously when they play each other, uh, LeBron comes to LA. Who do you think he passed that idea? Who do you think he passed by when making that decision? I think he passed that by Kobe. I really think he did. You know, I I think that was a thing. I mean, they were on Team USA together a couple of times. I think that's a that is a legitimate relationship for Co- for LeBron to respond and to give uh, give respect to Kobe's legacy the way he has been. And I think sometimes people just have to stop thinking that people are doing things for clout just because we don't know their relationship. We don't know what happened behind closed doors just because you're not on. Just because we're you're not on it, that doesn't you're not on 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 his platforms doesn't mean that you aren't close, okay? There's, there's plenty of people that I'm friends with that I'm not on that I'm not on their on their uh, their business posts and things like that. Like it doesn't change the fact that these guys are very important people. All right, so <clears throat> that that's just my little tidbit on that. Moving forward now to you know another question I had. All right, and I kind of answered it. But you know, a question I had was another was another it was an NBA question, and the question is, how do I think the NBA's legacy moves forward the more they lose people? Well, I think it continues to move on the way it's always moved on. I don't think that one player can stop the game of basketball. It's way too big. It's way too important. People are going to show up. People buy tickets. It's going same thing I said about football. It doesn't matter how many people protest. Doesn't matter how many people don't watch. It's not going to change the fact that you're going to have fans like myself who are who were raised, you know, a, a fan of their team and they're going to still support it. <clears throat> it's just going to happen. It doesn't matter what someone else calls you to do. If I bought if I got tickets, if I got, you know, really great tickets to the Dallas Cowboy game, you think I'm about to sit up here and not go to Jerry World because somebody said they want to protest the NFL? I'm going to show up. 
<laughs> straight up. I'm not, I'm not trying to be weird or be funny about it, but I'm going to show up because I've lived for the Dallas Cowboys my entire life. That's just been, you know, as a fan. Let me just say that. As a fan. I've lived as a fan. Everything I've defended them, my friends will tell you, anybody who knows me, I love my team. And, I, and just like they all love their teams as well. I'm not going to ask someone to not show up and support their team because of, you know, because of something I'm protesting, even if the protest at large is for something very important. Now, I don't think that the death of Kobe changes the um, changes the the landscape of basketball because he was he was retired already. He was already no longer a part of the game as a player. Now, we'll always remember Kobe. Now, I think for people like me, uh, people in my age group, I'm 30, about to be 31 in March. We have a different view of Kobe because we love Kobe. We grew up watching Kobe. You know, we talking about ball head Kobe, then short Afro Kobe, then 24 Kobe. You know what I mean? Then, you know, Mamba out Kobe. We, 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 we were there for the whole thing. We watched it all. We watched him win, you know, titles with Shaq all the way to him, you know, winning titles with Lamar Odom and them boys. We watched that. So we... We have a, a feeling towards Kobe that <clears throat> that's a, that's a a a reverent a reverence that is unmatched. He, he's, he's basketball royalty. To some, in some circles, he's a basketball he's a basketball god. Okay, so you know that that'll change in the fans, but I don't think the league changes any you know, you know any. It's going to continue to be what it's going to be. People are going to continue to show up. They're going to continue to play their game. They're going to continue to do their thing. Um, now, another question that I received, um, which was a very, 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 very important one. Um, it was about people getting paid to play the game uh, at, a co- at a collegiate level, okay? Uh, whether it be sponsorships, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this came, from, uh, this came from a place very close to me, you know, a person close to me, uh, my little brother. Shout out to Jordan Ivey. He's out there in Cleveland, Ohio doing his thing in basketball. <clears throat> Shout out to that kid. But those, those type of questions are very important. I think that athletes aren't making the capital off of these, off of these organizations or off the organization or off these schools, uh, off the NCAA, off of Duke or whoever they play sports for. But they make up majority of its financial gain. Okay, and I think that's kind of crazy. I think that uh, the NCAA should be able to give these kids some kind of some kind of money. Like, I, I now I'm not saying <clears throat> I'm not saying you got to cut these kids million dollar checks. I'm not saying that at all. But if, because if I know you're going to be one and done, right? Let's say, let's say you go to Kentucky, you're going to be one and done, or North Carolina, you're going to be one and done, or Duke, or or any of the other powerhouses, and you're just going to be one and done. Well, I don't think that. You need to get paid millions of dollars. You're about to make millions of dollars in, you know, in a year or so, right? Like, but I do think that if I'm selling your likeness, if I'm using your name, if I'm using your jersey number, if I'm taking a picture of you and putting it, you know, putting up and selling it as Duke memorabilia, you should get a piece of the. You should get a piece of the pie. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I pay for your education. Well, because I'm about to bring you millions and millions of dollars. I think Zion Williamson. You know, Zion brought a ton, a ton of viewers and marketability to Duke's program. Even though Duke's one of the better ones in the country, he brought he brought his name, his likeness, made people watch him solely. 
only because how amazing he was as a player. Same same thing for any any other college athlete who's who's at the top of their game, right? So, in you know, watching these these teams, you know, and the the these um schools get all this money and these kids get nothing and all then we give you is an education. Well, I'm sell, I'm give, I'm really making way more money than the education. I've made that profit back probably four or five times. I mean, let's let's be honest, let's just think about it. Objectively speaking, I've made back all that money that I that I just that I just put into um your education. You know, like, like let's just you know, let's let's actually you know what, folks, let's go ahead and take a little time and we're gonna GTS. All right, GTS means Google that sh- okay? All right, well, and when we GTS, we look up, you know, very important things like, let's say, uh, cost of education, cost of a college education. Hmm. All right, let's see what we can find. All right, so... <clears throat> It says here uh, on, on uh, studentdebtrelief.us that the average cost of college in 2017-2018 school year uh, tuition to a private four-year college cost an average of $34,740. Public universities uh, charge in-state students $9,970 and out-of-state students $25,620 for their college education. Okay, now, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty sure the NCAA pulled in way more, way more money than $34,000. I'm pretty sure they're not spending over, or they're not spending over $150,000 to $200,000 on a college education for a child. I'm pretty sure. Now, yeah, maybe you might get there when you get down to travel, uniforms, practice, and all these other all these other facilities. But if you're making it to the Final Four every year, you're pulling, you're getting a piece of the pie as far as the viewership. You're getting a, the a piece of the pie, it, it, especially in college football, where you know these these kids are putting, you know, taking three years of their lives. <clears throat> to get better, and they're going to programs like Alabama, Clemson, uh, Ohio State, LSU, University of Texas, um, Florida, Florida State, Miami, like all these schools, right? Where Georgia, you know, where they're all, you know, big time football schools who benefit the most off their football program. But the kids, I mean, you can't even buy a kid a steak dinner. You buy him a steak dinner, guess what? He he is definitely ineligible, all because you fed him for free, which I think is is nuts. It's nuts. It's a crazy proposition, and I think those kids definitely definitely get paid uh, way more than um, than what they have been. And even if they're getting it under the table, I don't care, uh, you know. But the NCAA says they can't do it publicly. They need to change that. These kids need to get paid for the likeness. It's just what it is. If they're eligible and they're passing their classes. And they're coming in. They're making you all these millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Come on, come on, man, come on. Let's let's, let's pay these kids. So, um, that's that one. And uh, I think one of the last very 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 intriguing 
very intriguing questions I received. Okay. Um, my friend said, how, how much is the Dallas Cowboys going to suck this year? All right. I am not going to answer that question because my bias wants me to tell you something that my mother would not want to hear on this podcast. Okay. So <clears throat> I will say, however, that there are some teams that receive way more hate than they do love. All right. And I can really name them right now. All right. And these are all legacy teams. I'm going to be honest. The Patriots, the Cowboys, those are probably the top two. The Lakers or any team LeBron James goes to, that's going to def- they're going to receive the hate. The New York Yankees, they're going to receive hate because they're so good. And they, they have way more titles than everybody else in baseball. They could legit take a ton of years off of winning and it wouldn't matter because they're still the Yankees. All right. I don't think that only when they're relevant, only when they're relevant, the Niners, because I don't think people hate them for no reason. Like, I think a lot of these teams, their fans make you hate them. Like Philadelphia, I I love y'all. I love you. The city of Philly is amazing, but they have some of the most horrendous fans in the world. Okay, it's documented. We know what's up. We know what's going on. We've seen you, you know, we've seen your boo Donovan McNabb for being drafted to you, even though he's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to come through your, if not the best quarterback to come through your, uh, through those doors down there <clears throat> at uh, Lincoln Financial. I mean, come on, like we, we, it's it's well documented. They booed Santa Claus. They clapped for Michael Irvin when he got hurt. You know, they were cheering his, his injuries. Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot that goes on with that franchise, but. Uh yeah, I that's you know that's just what it is with fans. I, I, Dallas Cowboy fans, we make people sick because every year we them boys. Okay, every year we gonna win it, but people fail to realize this. Every year, every team's gonna win it. That's the beginning of the year. It's our year. I have a friend who's a Bengals fan who legitimately wakes up every day. You know, explaining why the Bengals are gonna be the next big thing. But the Bengals are one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL this year. Like it, That's just what fans do. When the Cleveland Browns were sucking so bad, their team, it's always going to be their year. Always. Even though now they have more reason to say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have more reason to say that. But now, you know, it's, it's a regular thing. All right? Atlanta fans, everybody's fans, it's their year. All right? So, please, give us Dallas Cowboys fans some breathing room, okay? Get off our backs. All right, let us let us walk around with our head in shame when we need to. All right, let us hang our heads without being beat up about it. All right, end of story. All right, and uh, but those franchises that do receive the most hate, and I probably left a couple out, but just those ones off the top of my mind uh, that I could think of, they receive the hate for one of two reasons. All right, fan interaction aggravates other fans. I've watched, I have, I've watched my entire division. Hate one team. New York and Philadelphia have a rivalry that transcends sports. Okay, they're all located in that one little area up there on the, in the on the eastern eastern side of the country, right? Philadelphia is a hard nosed town. New York is New York, the Big Apple. They they they've had this rivalry way way beyond that. But if you ask them about each other, you know each other's franchises. Oh, it's you know it's Philly. We don't want them to win. That's what a Giants fan will tell you. 
Oh, you know, uh, it's New York. Ah, uh, who cares? That's what a Philly. That's what a Philly fan to tell you. Oh, but when Dallas comes comes into town, oh man, <clears throat> we hate them. Hey, people were pulling. New York Giants fans were pulling for Philadelphia when they were playing the Dallas Cowboys this year, which I think is crazy. That's nuts. That 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 is against all things sports. Every time my division plays each other, I pray that they tie or they both lose. I pray there's never a winner, except for when they play us. I pray they all lose. <laughs> that's just that's just me. All right, that's just me. But it, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's how it goes, right? I know for a fact the AFC East they hate the Patriots, hate them, cannot stand them, will not root for them. But they'll play each other and be like, eh, you know, oh, we're just playing the Jets today. No, we're playing Miami. We're playing Buffalo. Oh, hey, you got New England comes down. We hate them. They're putting they're putting it all online to play. Now there's only one place, maybe two. Yeah, b- probably two divisions. I think the NFC North is just hate driven. Like they all hate each other. It's not even. It's not even close. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. Oh, I want that team to win. Or I want. No, it's a bunch of blue collar towns. They they just they hate each other. They 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 stand with who they stand for. That's one division. The other division, I feel like that. I think the uh, NFC South. NFC South is the same way. <laughs> the NFC South hates each other. I don't think I've ever seen a Falcons fan say anything nice or just be like, oh, it's just the Saints or oh, it's just the Bucks. I think they all have so much negativity <laughs> towards each other. But it's it's sports. It's what we live for. All right. So um, that's just something that we see that I've seen. Some things I've just I've just noticed um, with a lot of fans. It, you, there's te- there's some teams you just can't ignore. Like you can't ignore them. No matter how I don't even. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't even watch the Patriots enough. I mean, when I say enough, I mean I don't watch them as much as I watch my Cowboys, which is every single time they play. But I know for a fact, I, I pray they lose every day. I, I I legit, because they're so good. We don't like them because they're so good. It's, it has nothing to do, and they cheat. They cheat. I mean, it is what it is. And and, and we But we're against that. That's just, that's just how it's always been in sports. You, you don't like the cheater, you loathe them. That's just the move. So that's been one thing that I have been honest with myself about with the Patriots. Same thing with um, with the Lakers. I don't have any, I'm a Spurs fan. I have nothing to do with the Lakers. I Just none of my business. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. I mean, I like AD. I think those players are great. But I really don't want their franchise to win another title. I don't. I just don't. But that's because I don't like the Lakers. And that's mainly because of their fans. They can legit be, <laughs> they could be 81, they can have 81 losses and one win, and they will sell it. And if that one win comes at the end of the year, they will celebrate the one year, the one game win streak like they just won a title. That, that's just what it is. So <clears throat> that, 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 then there's teams we don't care about. I mean, let's, let's be honest. There's teams we don't care about. None of us care if, if the, the Miami Dolphins win or lose. We, we don't care. You know, like like none none of us open our eye unless you're a Dolphins fan. I'm not knocking you here, but the rest of us sports fans don't really pay them any attention. The Tennessee Titans, same story. We, I mean, yeah, they have good seasons, but unless you're in that division or you're directly from that area and you root for that team, we don't. The rest of the world, we don't care what they do. It's really not. You know, it's not a thing. Like we don't root against Tennessee. You know I mean, I, I mean, if someone says they do, they're a liar. Unless they're a Colts fan or a Jags fan. Or Houston fan, you know, they, you know, so, but 
<clears throat> that's just my segment, man. You know, I mean, uh, once again, I want to say thank all y'all for joining me today on this wonderful, 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 wonderful Tuesday. Um, once again, it's been me, Eric Ivy, your friend, and Ivy's knows best. If you want to go ahead and take the time out to go ahead and share this po- podcast, please do that. Please do that. You know, the more we can get this out, the more we can change things. And I think that we've, uh, we're doing a good job here, man. So for all those who do subscribe, thank you. And for all those who will subscribe, thank you as well. And as always, I'm your guest. I'm sorry. I'm your host. You're my guest. Have a nice one.